In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Amen. Christ is in our midst. He is and ever shall be. Thank you. Thank you. That's all I needed to hear today. That's why I love that greeting so much. I love it. Every text message, every email, because wherever two or three are together in his name, there he is. There he is, and he's brought us together. And actually on that point, I'm going to give you an invitation to meet me in the middle today. Meet me in the middle. I'll explain that in just a second. But first, just an acknowledgement of the themes of the day. Today is the, the day where we commemorate the consecration of the Church of the Holy Resurrection, also known as the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, a famous site of pilgrimage for, for Christians. The, pl the place where the slab on which Christ was lain remains. After he was crucified, the place from which pours forth the holy light every year, miraculously, which we keep on our altar, on our holy altar. I keep two of them lit actually at different levels because I let one of them, I let it go out before and then had to get it relit. But it's a famous place because, because Christ is real because he became man, because he was a lover of mankind. He is a lover of mankind because he really died and really laid in that tomb and really rose from the dead from that place. And that's why there's a beautiful church there. And that's why there's a specific day dedicated to the founding and the consecration of that church. Today's also the forefeast of the exaltation of the cross. And if you know the story about Saints Constantine and Helen, you know that St. Helen went on a pilgrimage and she built, she, she initiated the building of churches in many of the holy uh, sites where Jesus did things in his lifetime. We read about that last night a little bit. And she also set out to find the the true cross. And she did. They went to the place of Golgotha and they started excavating. Eventually they found what they believed. They found a couple of crosses actually. And they had someone who was sick there and they touched the person with the two different ones. The first one didn't heal the person. The second one did miraculously heal the person. And so by God's revelation, they received the precious and life-giving cross and brought it back to Constantinople and raised it high as the emblem of our salvation. And so we'll celebrate that feast of the cross tomorrow, well, tonight with the Vespers, the great Vespers, and tomorrow evening with the Divine Liturgy. And That's where the gospel reading and the epistle reading for the, today come from. They're dedicate, dedicated to the forefeast of the celebration of the exaltation, the finding, and the exaltation is the lifting up. 
when you want to show something to someone, you know, you make it so that they can see it. Especially when you want to glorify God, like that candle that He's lit within you. You don't hide it, tuck it away, but you lift it. It's not about me, it's about Jesus. And so, in the epistle reading, we heard beautiful words from St. Paul actually expressing that conflict that was taking place in the early church. You know, Christianity was considered a, a Jewish sect early on, and the original converts were Jews. And there was the question of whether or not someone had to be, become Jewish first in order to become Christian. Interestingly enough, and eventually, essentially he says, no, no. Circumcision, uncircumcision, neither matter, but the cross of Christ is what matters. And coincidentally, we commemorate also today the first pagan convert who was baptized by St. Peter, St. Cornelius. And we heard his story last night as well. St. Cornelius was that man well, who Peter met. Remember when Peter was praying on the roof in the book of Acts and a sheet came down with all kinds of animals, clean and unclean, and he heard the Lord saying, eat, partake, and he said, no, Lord, I've never eaten anything unclean. And it was a revelation that the gospel was for all people. So we hear this beautiful message about the gospel of the cross of Christ and his resurrection being the message for all people on the beautiful day of the commemoration of St. Cornelius, the first you know, non-Jew convert, non-Jewish convert who was baptized by St. Peter. He became a bishop and an evangelist in uh, Asia Minor, Skepsis now modern day, in modern-day Turkey. But in the, in the reading we hear, far be it from me to glory, this is from St. Paul, his epistle to the Galatians, far be it from me to glory, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which he is crucified, he has been crucified, excuse me, by which the world he has been crucified on it, but by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. And it shatters, therefore, the cross shatters worldly categories of unity. Jew, Greek, barbarian, Scythian, male, female. We all can meet at the middle, as I'll explain. Contemplating the cross... We see, well, when we look at the cross, the classic uh, image that we see of the cross is two planes, a vertical and a horizontal. The vertical and the horizontal planes of the cross, which are reminders, symbols of the life that we're called to live. We're called to well, what is the greatest commandment? What are the two greatest commandments? Love the Lord God with all your soul, mind, heart, and strength. Boom. Vertical. Love your neighbor as yourself. Horizontal. Every time we see the cross of Christ, we see the one who fulfilled that great command 
and did it in such a way as to enable us who had failed so miserably to begin to fulfill it ourselves. Because we do it, but not us alone, but Him in us. Not I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Not I alone, but Christ in me. That's why He became man. That's why He ascended the cross, was crucified on it, so that our identity, our life, our calling, which had been compromised, could be remade. The fathers of the church call it a recapitulation, a reheading of humanity. Christ took that which was essentially decapitated, not what it was meant to be, and he recapitated it. That's what, that's what recapitulation means. And he became the head of the body on the cross. And then he gives us the opportunity to meet in the middle. And when I talk about meeting in the middle, I'm not talking about worldly compromise. Because I see that worldly compromise just means continual drift in the ways of the world. As I've been saying often, it, it means bartering and trading in worldly currency. What we want to do is meet in the middle of the cross, where these two beams intersect, where our calling to love the Lord God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength is, but not that alone. Not that alone. Because what is that enabled to me to do during my short days on earth? What is the love of God if I have not the horizontal plane as well of loving my neighbor? And of course, beloved, as Christians, our calling is actually to be right there in the center of the cross. To be those who are identified and identify, identified with by Christ and identifying with Christ in his manner of living. When we meet one another in the center of the cross, we meet him. And we fulfill our identity. How do we meet one another there? Well, we, we meet one another there by becoming members of one another, by loving Christ and seeking to unite ourselves to Him, by, of course, by being in the church, by drawing near to the holy mysteries, as I've been endlessly reminding you, is our source of unity, holy communion, the body and blood of Christ, and also through our life of repentance, revealing that which would separate us from one another so that we can overcome every obstacle that prevents us from loving Him with all that we are and loving one another most purely. And I'll tell you, beloved, during these days, as we continue down this path, the timeline of history, the more data, the more information, the more opinions, the more ideas, the more news, the more everything that we have, the more fodder the world will give us to pit against one another, to separate one, ourselves from one another. And we have to continue to strive to transcend all of that 
and to meet one another right in the middle. To be Christ, to meet Christ, first of all, where he was crucified. And to come to know his love for us. When you get a glimpse of his love for you, when you get a taste of it, you won't want anything else. And remember that. Remember that. Remember that first love. Remember how he met you. Remember how he touched you. Remember how he's reached you. Remember how he's defined you. Remember how he surprised you with his love. Never forget. Never forget his love. And then, on account of his love, how can we not but meet one another in love and be a prophetic witness to the world. The church must be a prophetic witness to the world of that love with which we've been loved. The only way that we will witness to it is by way of making the cross our way of life. The selflessness of Jesus, the self-emptying that only God can truly fill. And then we come to understand who he created us to be and we come to understand what our mission is in the world as we have on our, on our icon here. And this is our constant hope and prayer. By this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So my invitation today, beloved, is to meet me in the middle, that we meet each other in the middle, that we meet each other at the intersection of love for God and love for the world. That we meet each other and come to understand our theanthropic identity, our God-human identity. Our theanthropic life that Christ has given us. That we might understand why, why he died. And why that image of disdain has become the very symbol of our life and our resurrection. If I say to you, meet me at the middle, meet me in the middle, you'll know what I'm talking about. Beloved in Christ, let's meet in the middle as often as possible, loving the Lord, loving one another, and loving the beautiful world that he's given us to live in, always, now, and ever, and unto ages of ages. Amen.